Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rotoroll Football Show live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is Super Bowl. Uh, we don't really know. Um, 50-something. L- LV3. From, uh, <laughs> Super Bowl LV3. Uh, but I am Patrick Darty, joined by Mr. Denny Carter and a very, very special guest. This is football's Kevin Clark. You may know him from various ESPN properties, including his recent sustained run of dominance on Around the Horn, where we're just told he has the highest winning percentage in the history of the show. The show's been on 25 years. 40%, which I don't know if people would be impressed by that or not. Like, like, I, like the number, like, what would you guess was that? Yeah. Well, whose record did I break? I, I don't know. I want to say uh, I believe this is my most listened to podcast over the past year. Spotify's data was did not seem accurate because it said my most listened to podcast was Mark Marin, and I listened to one episode <laughs> with Ben Kingsley. So I'm not sure where that was headed, um, but uh, I, I do I do we think this is my that. most listened to podcast, well, even though I do not play fantasy football. Kevin... And- Yes. A genuine friend of the show. By the way, the Mark Maron thing, that's because every one of his shows is 42 hours long. So you listen to one episode. There's probably something to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he really, he's an innings eater. He's an innings eater. The 40% <laughs> thing, by the way, that's like when a, like a master gambler is like, yeah, I win 52.1% of the time. <laughs> like, is that good? Yeah. Or? Around, around the horn, <laughs> it's even harder. Right. I have four mansions, so yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Like 52% it's like, it's like, like wins or above replacement where it's like, this guy's the best of all time. His war is six. He's worth five. Yeah. Point two war. Uh, yeah, your war over Woody Page. I mean, he told us not to bring this up. Yeah, he like, did. Uh, He's actually very upset. Yeah, clearly, two point two war over Woody Page. Though uh, we do start with breaking news, real quick. By the way, <laughs> so I mean, we, we all like to joke around. We talk about serious stuff a lot. Denny yeah. and I do. Kevin does, Great. especially. Uh, Mike Vrabel yeah. is apparently too jacked <laughs> to get another uh, NFL head coaching job. Was the breaking news? On day one at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, we have. Do you agree with this? Is I didn't. Can you discriminate? I didn't know there was discrimination against like muscle bound <laughs> people. Our own Kyle Dvorak, uh, I think. I think put it nicely on the X platform when he said, "For the Commanders, yeah. Ben Johnson was too spindly of an offensive geek yeah, to yeah, hire, yeah, 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 yeah. and Mike Vrabel was simply too muscular <laughs> to hire, and they were scared of him or something." Uh, and so they wanted something in the middle, I guess, uh, of those two. I can say, Pat and I, you know, and, and I, know, I know Kevin as well, has seen Mike Vrabel yeah. very up close. He's and scared. He, he, I'm scared. I was, I was very scared of Mike Vrabel. So I get it, but it is a weird thing for them to be put off by. So I don't think it's a jacked thing. I don't think it's a size thing. It's an aura thing. Like he wears these golf vests mm-hmm. and he's got... Perfect stubble. He wears all ripped the time. jeans. He wears ripped jeans. I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah, no, he really yeah, does. Yeah. So it's more of like a, you don't want to pass him in the hall because you're afraid to say anything. Do you give him like a head nod? Does he, do you wait for him to give you a head nod? What if he doesn't give you a head nod? You're not doing this with, with Brian no. Callahan. You're just saying, Brian, what's up, brother? You're giving him a what's up, brother. You would you're never not give that. You would not get it. You just go, what's up? Hey, hey, yeah. look, look who in it. There he is. You give a there he is. Nobody's ever given no. a there he is. Oh, no, no, no. No, you do not. There he is, Mike Vrabel. It's so, over then. So yeah, I, I'll yeah. say two things. Uh, the first thing is that I've heard this about NBA centers 
There was a story out there years ago that like Patrick Ewing was being discriminated against because he's too too tall, tall. and that somehow like you when should was, need to be that's when he was a coaching one. candidate. You need, yeah, you need to be a, a point guard. Even though Phil Jackson was yeah. very very tall, I've, I've heard that before. The other thing I've heard from offensive linemen is they get discriminated against in TV because they're wide. Yeah, they're look, wide. You people. can't have an offensive lineman here taking so up one third of the stage. If you're at a desk. And you're, you know, it's you and Nate Burleson, and then and then you're the size of three people. An executive producer might look at that and go, "This looks strange." Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I've I've heard people say that before as well in the TV. That's right. The they TV make party. Andrew Whitworth sit on a chair that's four feet below the desk on Amazon. They make uh, him wear a hoodie. It, yeah, is this right? Right. Is it, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, I was going to say, is this why they make him wear the hoodie? But also, these guys also trim down. Yeah. And I think that they look like somewhat normal human beings. I mean, still large. But I, I could see that being an issue. Andrew Whitworth, amazing analyst, amazing guy, yes. great podcast guest. Um, I will say the uh, the head of FIFA yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this. Johnny and where this is going. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he he cut out the middleman. He wasn't wearing a hoodie. I, I, I implore you to look this up. He was not wearing a hoodie. He was wearing a jacket hoodie. Like there was no like blazer hoodie. No, it was just a jacket that, that went around his head. What? I promise you. I'll find it. Yeah, and I, it, I it was it was that. stunning. Don't know about Europeans that. play stunning. by different rules. They play by different rules. I can't get do. away with that. No. There's no way. That's somebody if you hear about how like disconnected FIFA is from the world oh, and out of oh. touch and all this stuff, you only end up wearing the jacket hoodie if you are if you just not heard any feedback in fifteen years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So true. Yeah. It's indicative of a larger problem. Yes, people are afraid of Denny. That's how he's already gone to the turtleneck stage. <laughs> right. uh, he's wearing a turtleneck. I'm the first person to wear a turtleneck since 1997. Not to belabor this point, and longtime listeners of the show have already heard the story. Kevin has maybe legitimately already heard the story, but the final Mike Vrabel point I want to make. You talk about Mike Vrabel's aura. This is not a bit. Denny, I've heard the story ten times. I, have. I was in an elevator alone <laughs> yeah. with Mike Vrabel. And uh, no, I'm not making this up. There has never been greater... I will kill you if you speak energy from anyone I've ever been by in my entire life. Uh, like, he was legitimately scary to be around. And that's why he can't. It doesn't matter how good of a head coach you are. If they think they're going to explode you with your mind, they can't hire you. I, I'm as prepared. I, I would put my preparation against a lot of people in, in my field. I, I have questions. I have questions on questions. Uh-huh. I'll, 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 I will prepare for a 30-minute interview from getting a 10-minute interview. Just to, like distance athletes. You know, run, run, long, sure. right? So I was in Vrabel's office this year writing a big profile on him. Every time there'd be a, a gap in questions or, or there'd be a silence, you'd just go, what else you got? And, I, and, I would, start I, and, and then I would be like, I don't know. I don't know what I have. And I'm sitting there with a list of like 40 questions, and I'm just like, I, I, wow. sir, sir, <laughs> sir, I don't know what's next. <laughs> I don't know. You oh. hadn't said sir since 2009. <laughs> You're just Are you kidding? What else you got? What do you got? What else you got? What do you got? Uh, what do you got for me? You're just like you a I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating just yeah, yeah, hearing yeah. this. If I said that to you, you would retire from podcasts. I, I, would, I would slink down to the floor. I don't the, know. The thing was, he was like enjoying the. That was him enjoying it, being like, yeah, hell yeah. Let's keep this going. <laughs> so you mentioned being prepared and having questions. Sure. We, we do have questions for you, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, it it you, might seem like we, we don't, yeah. but we do. Um, as you know, you're, you mentioned this is a fantasy show that you yeah. listen to all the time. Um, we've heard from someone we know, who may have been you, yeah. um, that you don't play fantasy. And I don't. Denny wants to know. Yeah. Uh, it's a curious thing because yeah. I don't think I've ever met anybody in sports media who doesn't play fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, 
Kevin, is this a, a religious thing? Is it a political it's thing? It's deeply religious thing. What, what, is, <laughs> what, religious is, thing. what is with no, you not politi- playing in it's fantasy? It's a political thing. You don't want to know my specific political beliefs. So let me <laughs> I this. Not, they're abhorrent. No. <laughs> they're abhorrent. Um. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of two-pronged. Uh, number one, I'm very busy during the NFL season creating content. You are extremely try. busy, and, by the way. Um, I was – so it started that in college – I was working at a newspaper in college. I was very busy during the NFL season. And a lot of my high school buddies who I was in league with were just trouncing me. And so there became this element of like, aren't you trying to do this for a living? And aren't you in last place? Didn't you not set your third running back? Like, like what's happening here? Like, (laughs) who's the pro here? Because I'm going to be an insurance adjuster. I'm talking to my friend. I'm putting my friend. I don't know what insurance adjusters, but assuming there was one in the league, they'd be like, well, I was going to be an insurance adjuster, and I'm trouncing you because I have uh, Stephen Davis. It's problematic. Stephen Davis. And so... um, Jonathan Stewart, you know, that kind of thing. I'm miles away from Jonathan Stewart. I'd nature. never have Jonathan Stewart. And so I didn't like that part of it. And that's not why I did, didn't do it. The bigger thing, and I don't gamble on football either. I gamble on golf and I gamble on uh, fight sports occasionally. Okay. Okay. And I actually bet on a college football game, conference championship game um, this year. It was the first bet I'd made in 13 years in college and pro I never do. Reason being is that, so I gamble a lot of money on <laughs> Don't golf. get Kevin wrong. He's, right. he's ruining his family's he financial He situation. has a problem, yeah. but the it's whole, not pro football. It's not, I have a, I have a, I'm a deeply sick person, but it's not on the things I cover. I'm ethically correct. I'm, I'm financially oh, okay, bankrupt. Okay. I'm not morally bankrupt. I'm financially bankrupt. <laughs> financially bankrupt um, is the way to but go. What, really? I, what I know is that, uh, I'll give you a good example. So I, I had some... Lucas Glover exposure recently, and it didn't go my way. If I saw Lucas Glover here, there would be like a Lucas Glover. So is this a golfer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There would be like a a Jim Everett. I would just kind of just go over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you would jump him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so absolutely, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, So if that does happen, if you see me, just dart off. No, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's here promoting uh, Aldi, the grocery store chain, for some reason. Uh, we were actually talking about it. <laughs> so, yeah. no, no. But I, I wouldn't do that. But I just know the frustration I have when someone misses a pot or, yeah. come on, dude. And, uh, and the idea that, like, that would be Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And then, like, two days later, yeah, I'd be like, dangerous. Baker. Oh, and I'd be, like, grinding my teeth. And I'd be sitting in there just being like, what? Or what was that third and long? What were you looking at? So you don't and want to you don't want to color the way you approach the game. Exactly. I okay. want to be completely emotionless. Yeah, that's great. When I, when that's I'm a there. great reason. Yes. I have to be honest. You have owned us with this answer. You have. Because I thought I thought I we had you against the wall. These places completely dispassionate, and also you end up. I see people, and this is more of the gambling part of it. I see people clearly who are like arguing about a ref's call or like, what is this OC doing? And it's clearly from a point of gambling. Yes. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. you're so, it's so obvious what you're doing here. Yes, that is. And you look absolutely. a little desperate and sad. Now, I look desperate and sad, but for different reasons. I don't want to look desperate and sad for those reasons. So, Kevin, uh, I feel like this next question is at the perfect nexus of what we both do because. We all like to dabble in numbers a little bit. Sure. We all like to dabble in narrative a little bit. So I'm going to ask this. be the one specific question I'm going to ask you about Super Bowl LV3, as people are calling it around here. Um, is this a narrative Super Bowl, or is this a numbers Super Bowl? The yeah. numbers being the 49ers, they're the EPA Death Star. Yeah. But the narrative is, oh, gee, they got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on. Like, what are, what are you going to do? Yeah, I was uh, looking. Um, Sumer Sports put out a really good guide yeah. of, of all the things. And I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm looking at, like, 
a lot of green plots. We're doing we do plots now, green plots, red plots. Every EPA site does plots, that. Yeah. EPA plots. A lot of green on the Niners, and I'm sitting there going, "This looks great," but Patrick Mahomes, which is a very like NBA-ish, Jordan-ish, yes. LeBron-ish, yes. best best. I remember Barry Mills used to say. Just take the best player on the bus, and I'm, that's that's what I, I've learned that from Barry Melrose. Um, that's the I, you know it's the Pretty sage of our era, I would say. Um, <laughs> but he, I mean, he's the great, he's the goat, he's the goat of the hockey goat. now. He's a genuine goat. And so, um, like, I, I think that there's a couple of things where you can make it about the analytics, and you can say, okay, Ayuk is the number one open receiver in football. Debo Samuel is the best yak guy and how those interplay off each other and Christian McCaffrey is the best uh, runner against too high in, in football this year all of this stuff and then you say okay great Patrick Mahomes um, <laughs> I will say like I, I, I was thinking about this because I was looking at all the guides and my new working theory on this game is that so the the Niners are the best team in football at running into heavy boxes and light boxes and so I just think they shouldn't ever have a heavy box. Just let them do that. And it's only a one-yard difference between heavy box and light box. So, like, just let Christian McCaffrey run, like kind of the Belichick-Thurman Thomas game plan, if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. let that happen and just see how it goes. And, like, maybe that's a narrative <laughs> thing. But, like, it reminds me of, like, Stan Van Gundy, when he was the Magic coach, used to be like, hey, what if, we're just going to, like, like, a bunch of, like, Dwayne Wade had 50 points against this one at the Magic, yeah. and, like, we won by, like, 30 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, he was just like, wow. yeah, we're going to let that happen, and then we're just, we'll cover huh. uh, Michael Beasley. We will cover Michael Beasley. To right. try to tie all this up, it sounds like you're going to leave – it sounds like they'll leave Draymond open and let him shoot threes the entire game. And, like, if that beats you, that's fine. It's not like no, you're, but you're making Brock Purdy good. that. No, no, you're Christian, making you're oh, the yeah, classic yeah, yeah. make Brock Purdy beat you. Like, if listen, if Dre's going to hit nine threes, we're going to lose. But he's not going to hit nine threes. One of my, I think, if I was the VP of Common Sense, I'd say offensive coaches get bored easily. Quarterbacks get yes. bored easily. Yes. And if you say, you, and this is Andy Reid, Mahomes, Chiefs have fallen victim to this. Oh, yeah. If you say, hey, man. The Ravens just did it. Like, the Ravens did it a week ago. Like, if you say, like, hey, you're really going to have to run the ball in every possession, they're going to go, okay. But <laughs> they're not. But hang on. But we don't really. But hang to. on. I heard a story. I, I think about this all the time. It was a NASCAR story. So just buckle up, boys. Oh, no, it. but it was that uh, I'm going to tell the 30 second version, 10 second version. So Rusty Wallace was like an amazing short track guy. And one year, Dale Earnhardt was like, hey, give me your, give me your, uh, your, your dimensions and how you run the car. And Rusty was like, why would I do that? And he's like, just do it for for old Dale, for Dale. <laughs> and so he gives it to him for some godforsaken reason. He yeah, gives he it to him. Should not do that. Should not have done it. And then they race again. And then Rusty just still beats the brakes off. And Dale was like, and Rusty was like, Dale, well, why'd you do? Why are you still bad? And he's like, well, I wasn't going to do the exact setup, but just some cool stuff within yeah, it. And like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. is sports. Whereas like, yeah. Dale's not going to take the boring setup that Rusty Wallace game that would have won the race. He's going to Daleize it a little bit. He's going to uh, crank it up. Going to make it his. He's going to make it his. Yes, make, yes. I'm not going to be boring yes. and do the thing that's going to win the race. I'm going to be Dale Earnhardt and wreck some people and do all right. that stuff. If you bait these guys into being boring, they will not be able to do it. That, man, that is such a good theory on offensive coach. I feel like a really, really good theory on Kyle Shanahan, too. Denny has been dabbling, though. The Chiefs are finally just embracing it. We're going to be boring and make Patrick yeah. Mahomes a game manager. Uh, right. We're going to win the game. I kind of feel all this talk about Brock Purdy being yeah. the game manager. Like, Oh, uh, this is – I actually – this is too much for me. I mean, what you're about to say. I mean, Mahomes has managed the game. Has become – since the start – listen to this. Since the start of 2021 – uh, Mahomes is 26th out of 28 qualifying quarterbacks in air yards per attempt. Yeah. Okay. 
he is Mr. Checkdown. He is an amazing Alex Smith. No? This isn't doing it for either. We, so, no, 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 no. So I, I did a whole story about how, how Burrow was this as well. Burrow is yes, this now. Yes, yes, So Burrow at the halftime, halftime of the Ravens game last year, so the first Ravens game, Mike McDonald was giving it to him. Seahawks coach Mike McDonald was giving it to him. And basically they said, we have to change our entire offense. And Jamar was open a handful of times, but it's like, just leave that. Let, like, Tyler Boyd do the dirty work. Let, at that point, this was two years ago, Hayden Hurst do the dirty work. Um, those guys over the middle are going to be open. And so they had to, there was a process, and Mahomes went through it too, of just mastering the art of the easy play. And I think once you do that, once you're comfortable in saying, like, we're going to take nine yards plus the run instead of the 40 yards. Like, the thing, and this is the thing with Josh Allen too. You try being boring when you can do the things that Josh Allen can do. Right. And, like, that's the – like, Phil Mickelson once said, like, the point of golf is to do cool crap. <laughs> and I just think all the time that's what they – like, Josh – like, I've, I've talked to Josh about this. He's, he'll be like, well, I'm not going to change who I am. And it's like, what if you could win a Super Bowl changing yeah. with your – Would you no, do that? No. 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 I didn't ask him that. But, like, that's what he would say. Mm-hmm. You know, or, like – or he, or what he would say is I can win a Super Bowl doing what I doing do. Doing what I do. Um, yeah. But I don't – and he can, by the way. He can. Um, but I just think that guys, uh, it, it is it is not in their DNA, unless you can show a proof of concept to say, I'm going to take five yards and some yak. But I think Mahomes has done that. Mahomes, no, I know. It's the worst you thing know? that's ever happened and, in sports and, history. He's done it. Well, right. I mean, oh, I mean, once they capped him with, like, two high safeties all the time, he's had to change who he, who he is. And we saw that last week against the Ravens, too. Yeah. I mean, he just took what was there. He hit, he hit MVS at the end of the game on a long shot. But besides that, there was nothing downfield for this Chiefs offense. Danny, you know all your, your fancy stats. We'll just get erect if the Chiefs receivers ever caught the ball down the field. Right? Maybe. And if they had NFL viable receivers, it'd be, it'd be awesome. My, fi- my final narrative point in the Super Bowl, too, that I'm going to workshop all week, is the Chiefs, they get out to extremely hot starts, then go to sleep in the second half. The 49ers just keep... They keep falling behind like two to three scores to vastly inferior teams, and that can't happen in the Super Bowl. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We'll stick with offensive coordinators getting bored because... Ben Johnson in Detroit uh, seems to do the opposite of get bored, where he's just extremely intense and high key. Uh, but you've been writing a lot about Ben Johnson lately. Denny wants to ask you about Ben. Right. Johnson. So I've I've heard you speak very eloquently about sure. uh, how Ben Johnson fits in with the, with the Lions, how he loves working for Dan Campbell. I know that there are a lot of reports about whether he turned down the Commanders, whether the Commanders were cool on him, whatever it is. Uh, but t- tell me, is do you think, just from, from your perspective, after you know uh, talking about this, writing about this, did Ben Johnson just want to keep working for Dan Campbell and yeah. wait for the perfect job, or do you think that teams are not super hyped on him? So I think people sometimes view there's two, there's two different types of coordinators working for coaches who are not play callers. There's the 
Kyle Shanahan working for Dan Quinn, just kind of calling plays with a good quarterback waiting for an opening kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like Dan Campbell nurturing Ben Johnson's career and bringing him up from assistant tight ends coach to tight ends coach and empowering him after Anthony Lynn gets, gets fired and all of this stuff. And I think he, they love, everybody there loves being in the Lions. And I think that one of the things is that well, I was there the first training camp. I don't think everybody loved, like, Dan Campbell doing up-downs no. with the team and stuff. I think there were some <laughs> veterans who were just kind of like, What are you doing? Yeah, okay. And I had heard some things in New Orleans about some guys just weren't buying it. And what they did instead was, what if we just got the guys who bought it? Like, what if we were, did that? What if the guys who rolled their eyes, what if they didn't play here anymore? <laughs> and I think there's some value in that. So everybody there loves Dan Campbell. I think if you guys spend time with Dan Campbell, you'd love him. The dude just loves football. He's just super authentic. He's super honest, super raw. We learned that from Bill Parcells. Um, and, and so I think Ben Johnson likes coming to work. I don't think there's been a great opportunity. Um, I think he knows. First of all, they, they make a lot of money being offensive coordinators. They do. These a days lot of they money. do. Yeah, yeah. And I've always heard that there are position coaches who are like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm, I know my kids don't make don't get made fun of at school because of my play calls. I make <laughs> mid-six figures. I don't have to move all the yeah, time. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, I'm all set. Don't don't try to promote me to D.C. That I'm works. a linebacker's coach. <laughs> I'm an assistant to the linebacker's coach. Um, and I, I actually wondered, and I asked a couple people, maybe Ben Johnson's that type, and they said, not really, because once you're at the coordinator level, you usually go on the head coach. It's more about, and these are people who are just in the football. They're not Ben Johnson's camp or Ben Johnson directly, but they're more like, it's just the, the lack of opportunities. He didn't feel the love in Washington. I feel like he turned them down because Washington was flying to Detroit. You don't fly to Detroit willy-nilly. <laughs> when was the last that's, time? That's not a decision taken lately. You were like, I'm going to go to Detroit, see what happens In January, there. too. In January, yeah. see what happens. Go to, what's it called, Grand Island? What's that island <laughs> yeah, called? I don't, they've got a lot of those. They've got a nice island, island up there. Yeah, Detroit, island, you know, isle. they try to hide the secret Canadian stuff with Detroit. It's all very weird. I can't, geographically, I'll, I cannot get my head around where Canada is. We're Ontario sometimes Michigan you're just like, are, it is bizarre. Well, sometimes you're like, I'm driving south. Oh I'm, my, I'm in Canada. I'm just driving south. I know, I know, I know. We need to get you a map. The Ontario Michigan stuff, but no one's ever figured it out. It's, uh, they're still trying to have a final map of that. There's been, a, there's been a border war going on yeah. for, that no one's noticed. <laughs> no, 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 the media won't talk about it. When you're driving south, you see the border when you're yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh, ben say, Johnson's staying there to fight. One cool thing that you said was that Ben Johnson wants to work for Dan Campbell, or yeah. wants to not disappoint Dan Campbell. Right. That, that it's not a fear-based relationship, yeah. that Dan Campbell doesn't it's roll with love. an iron He said fist. it's all love. Right, and and I, that that really caught my attention. I don't think I've ever heard a coach talk like that about no. a head yeah. coach, is no. that they just simply didn't want to disappoint them. But I, I can believe that, seeing how sure. Dan Campbell what, is with the What media. kind of relationship do you have with your bosses? Uh, I don't. I, I don't want to disappoint them. <laughs> that's, that's, they never have that's to yell. So then, it's, why do you do it so often? <laughs> well, I, but the the key is the effort. The effort not to disappoint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why, why do you sue me? It's process uh, over results. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try to be litigious yeah, for so, someone so, who really so, so, so. have to flex once in a while. Yeah. By the way, Ben Johnson. I like Ben Johnson getting the narrative city. By the way. It's like a commander's, like, he, you know, leaking. Come on, they hired a basketball guy. Come on, Adam Peters, you know, or no, it's Bob me, Myers. Bob Myers Bob hired his guy. The basketball guy hired his lifelong friend, Adam Peters. Adam Peters, not a basketball guy. Bob Myers. I just guy. went on DC radio and kind of killed the Dan Quinn hire. And I, mean, I, I felt like it was one of those things where I felt like maybe halfway through I was all over my skis, just in the sense that, like, people might get mad at it. And I wasn't really anticipating it, like, 
1 p.m. on a Denny Monday. Denny knows my hobby horse. Commanders fans. Right, right, right. Like you just you schedule that stuff out. You're just like, all right, Seahawks fans will be mad at me tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea Commanders fans would be mad at me. Today. My hobby horse is you're seriously gonna recycle Dan Quinn when when you maybe at least just try recycling Bill Belichick. Like, yeah. has anyone thought of this? Well, yeah, that, that was my thing. Is like people are like, well, we want it to be the Adam Peters show. Why don't you ask Bill Belichick if he's comfortable with it being the Adam Peters show? And if he says yes. That's he fine. No. And then the, 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 some of the guys yeah. were like, I was talking to were like, well, I think the theory is he says that, and then he doesn't live by it. And, and then it's like, well, then you can fire That's him. Fine. It's That's not perfect. a Supreme Court appointment. You can just say, Bill, you don't work here anymore. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna recycle Dan Quinn now because our Belichick it's recycled didn't work. Vrabel, better head coaching candidate than Belichick or Quinn, and better... TV prospect than Bill Belichick. It's just too jacked. Way, 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 I don't way know, too man. It's too wide. Yeah, yeah, it's just too jacked. The Belichick thing, you, you, you're this is, I know this is your hot, but, but you can't just give over a franchise to a 73-year-old who, who you can't has helped. No, 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 but, but, but the we're, we're, on the, we're on the same side. Don't give the franchise to him. Say, you're the coach. Here's okay. the 53 guys. But he would never. You're going to maximize. Well, you just ask them. You would just say this is what this is what the job is. Okay. You well, don't you I, don't advertise the GM sense. job. He's the best coach of all time, not the best GM of all time. Uh, you know what? Also, you know what's better? GM. He's the no, worst he's GM. Not. He's but, not. But but do you drafted know seventeen better? All Pros this century, most of any front office in football. What? Because he's coached because for hundred years. No, but, oh, no, no, no. But also, it's because he coaches them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Exactly. He exactly. made them into all pros. My theory on Bill is the GM is he's just on a cold streak. If you're the GM oh. for twenty five years, you're going to have a down stretch. Howie oh, Roseman had a horrible stretch. Uh, I mean, even the Steelers haven't had an amazing stretch. I it know, happens. No, they've had a horrible stretch. And especially when you have the third, number 32 I, pick I can't, every year. I can't with your Belichick stuff. Well, and, and listen, too, if he's 71 and he's still talented enough yeah. to initiate a palace coup and win it, that's good. That's good. Let him coup, Adam Peters. Oh, my gosh. You know, that's a good thing if he's why that talented Why would you want to do still. this to your franchise? Why would you what, want to do Dan Quinn recycled Dan Quinn. Yeah. I I'd rather, I'd rather I'd rather have Dan Quinn for two years than have Belichick for eight years or whatever. But then be. if they fire, if they, let's say he doesn't work, then you have let's assume it's Drake May. You're doing the Justin Hurt. You're just replacing I mean, him in the middle of just, his rookie Just hire deal. Sean McVay's lawn guy at that point. I mean, anyone associated with Sean McVay, just hire that person. That has not. No one should be failed. making a commitment to that. That has not failed. And what's funny is the the Ben Johnson thing now. The new thing is like, oh, he doesn't have the personality for it. Let me tell you about the criticism of all of McVeigh's buddies. It was literally that. It was supposed to be like I remember hearing someone call me after one. Of, yeah, that, that the ridiculous wave where not ridiculous, but like where like five of his friends yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. I Remember Cliff Kings in the press release for oh, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury's hire was like <laughs> his friend. He's literally friends with Sean McVeigh, and uh, yeah, it was, was on Cardinals.com. Yeah, yes. And I was like, this can't be real. And they took it out eventually. They but did. Like it was extremely oh, real for wow. a while there. Yeah. But. I remember somebody being like, hey, this guy, not Kingsbury, but another guy's like, this guy's going to be in his lab coming up with man beaters when, uh, <laughs> when uh, the, the locker room's plotting to kill him. And it's like, guess what? They've, with the exception of Kingsbury, they've all been successful. Yes. All of them. Matt LaFleur might be him. Like Zach Taylor's been him. to a Super Bowl. Yes, LaFleur is him. It's the system. Kevin O'Connell, Chris Sims right over there said that Kevin O'Connell's one of the best playbooks in football. Really? He and he's like the fifth guy. Well, my theory on Kevin O'Connell <laughs> is that it's not even – it's not – it's not because of his playbook. It's because Kevin O'Connell is a revolutionary idea. Uh, let's just get to the ball to the two best players on the team constantly, uh, Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkins. He's also a very tall man, he which I felt like worked against him but not too wide. in the hiring process. Oh, he, oh he's felt. He, but he doesn't lift. Yes. 
Vrabel has to stop lifting he if he wants to ever be a head Whenever coach. Whenever he starts what, to lift, issue. his agent comes over and says, "You're not going to get." You've got to stop. You've got to. You got to get. You got to slim down. I've got to stopping. We got to stop having Kevin on in just one second. We'll get Kevin out of here on a softball. Uh, Kevin, you informed me this morning Mizzou football is back. It is Six, back. $62 million anonymous donation. You informed <laughs> Denny and I that the, the Luxor Hotel here in Las Vegas yeah. is kind of back. It's back. Yeah. Is the U football finally back? Miami well, football back. First, I want to address that I walked from my hotel. I don't want to say where I'm staying for security reasons. <laughs> um, no, no. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm walking through, and I'm walking through New York, New York, and then everybody's like Excalibur and Luxor stink, and literally and figuratively. And then I'm walking through it, and they, like, spruced up the place, and it led me to the take that the Luxor and, by extension, the Excalibur are back. They're back. And the American century rolls on. <laughs> um, the Dorito just, Chip Hotel is, is us back. us as a country rolling up our sleeves and saying we're saving the Luxor, <laughs> we're, we're bailing out the Excalibur, and we did it. And we did it. And I feel like a lot of times things. we look at what's wrong with this country, not what's right. And there's two shining beacons right behind us, uh, Luxor and the Excalibur. Now, I will say this. uh, The U is going to be back. And what's funny is we keep getting really good players, and people go, well, so for the first time in 20 years, we have back-to-back top five recruiting class. Back to top ten, top ten. And people go, well, Cristobal can't coach. And I go, whew. Thank God we got the good players then. Because <laughs> yes, if I know. We coach, if we had bad players, we'd lose. This is right? the guy who doesn't kneel on. He doesn't on, kneel. On, right, but the, the point. Here's the point, right? Okay, so here's the. He point. should be fired for that. That's incorrect. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> we get such good players that we don't have to kneel. We they, we can kneel and give up a touchdown per game, just, and that doesn't actually. No, no, no. That's a fire. Actually impact no, he needs him. to he be kneel, fired immediately after that. He is kneel proofing the team. Situation. He's kneel proofing the team. Stop. He was doing. You know what he was doing? Stop. He was trying to show the team and the community uh, how frivolous one score games are. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's indicative. Of coin so toss many. game. He was trying to tell people about the coin toss games and saying we were too close with Georgia Tech. This is what happens. Oh We're God. going to give up a fumble, which, by the way, Don Chaney's elbow was down, but ACC officials are not real. No, um, and then you two can, huge chunks. defending points. this? You cannot, you Mario cannot needs be. to steal this spin from you, by the way. <laughs> you just, like, saved Mario Cristobal's career. I, I don't know. I've been spinning it. For, I've been spinning Mario for a long time. He is a legitimately good He's like, he is good at the only thing that matters in college football, which is talent acquisition. Uh, okay. Yes. 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 And but. so that eventually turns into wins. Except unless you're Jimbo Fisher, but yeah. uh, he we, won a national championship. He did, but then you know the diminishing returns. All, anyways, we'll end the show. We all hope Miami and Mizzou playing in the first final of the 12 team playoff of the anonymous donor bowl. Yeah, the anonymous <laughs> donor bowl. Miami knows a thing or two about anonymous donors. Everybody was like, because you know one of our big guy last year got in. I think he's maybe financially <laughs> not trouble where with the he SEC. was, <laughs> and and so my, my feeling is like nil, as you guys are understanding. Is a literally a contest of who has the shadiest billionaires, the most shady billionaires, and you do not want to get in a contest with Miami. No, when it comes no, to shady you billionaires, not, you we got do so yeah, many. You take one out, we got ten more saying, "Please, <laughs> I'm shadier with more billions." It's so well, we could riff with Kevin Clark yeah. for oh, man, we quite could do seriously this all day. two to three yeah. hours. 
It's time to stop. It's time to listen to This Is Football, if you do not yet. One of the best podcasts slash video. What do you even call a video podcast? I call it a digital days? show. Digital show. A digital yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, one of the absolute best digital shows out there. Check out his run of dominance. Who are we competing with in the digital show space? Unbuttoned. Phil Sims. Carlson. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I don't, do they even do that show anymore? Yeah. X uh, ran out of money to fund that. I don't think so. He's in Russia right now. <laughs> so, not a joke. Wrap. Yeah, we are wrapping. <laughs> Gotta wrap it up. Check out This Is Football. Follow Kevin Clark on Twitter. One of the absolute best in the business. Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, guys. One another sweat during Super Bowl week. Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick have you covered with a special edition of Bet the Edge on Thursday evening. Join the guys on our NFL on NBC YouTube channel at 9 p.m. Eastern for an NFL Awards watch-along and find out how they feel about the winners for Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and much, much more. And don't forget, join the party on the PGA Tour at TPC Scottsdale this week as Scotty Scheffler goes for his third straight title at the WM, WM Phoenix Open. Check out all the big drives, holeouts, and rowdy fans on the 17th green on NBC, Golf Channel, as well as Peacock, where you can stream the entire tournament. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We are now joined by Mr. Lawrence Jackson. I would say NBC's MVP. He's Rotorol Football Show. He's Fancy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry. He's brother from another. Uh, he's what the social else? media man. Today's show. He won. Yeah, Today's show. That's a. Good, I appreciate you, Pat. That's a. Uh, that's a glowing intro, yeah, right? He, there. Uh, he yeah. wanted to put on a hard hat today to help bu- finish building the trying. NFL experience. I was he never stops working. That's yeah. the thing about. Life. We needed con- We needed content, and the NFL experience was not open yet. Um, but so, yeah, Lawrence, he wanted to go the extra mile, but they said, uh, who are you? Get out of here. <laughs> they say, they say um, go home, get some yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working all the time. They asked if you were a union employee, <laughs> and uh, they told you to get out. You know yeah. who said, who are you? Get out of here uh, was Cliff Kingsbury to the Raiders. Um, he had <laughs> reportedly accepted their offensive coordinator job, and then he bolted. He just pieced out yeah. of Las Vegas. He voluntarily left Las Vegas and voluntarily took the job as Washington Commander's offensive coordinator, Denny. Cliff Kingsbury, he's he's the new guy in Washington. My theory on Cliff Kingsbury, he used to be overrated by, like, fantasy bros. Right. Yep. Now he's somehow overrated by ball knowers. Is he even a good offensive coordinator? We don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but what are your thoughts on Cliff in Washington? So here here are the numbers, and, and I just want to share this with the folks so they get an idea of, of how the Arizona Cardinals offense operated with Cliff Kingsbury calling the plays from 2019 through 2022. Now, this includes all the games that Kyler Murray missed and whatnot, but they were 16th in EPA per play, so kind of middle of the field, bottom half of the league in all of the passing stats uh, that you could ever look at. The thing is, though, they were very they were very good rushing team, sixth in rushing EPA and tenth in rushing success rate with Kingsbury as the play caller. Uh, so I, I do think that he brings actually like maybe some underrated uh, run game prospects uh, to Washington. I will say that the 
the, the past happiness of the 2023 Commanders probably won't lead, probably won't continue in no. 2024. Uh, last year, they led the entire league. Washington led the league with a 66% neutral pass rate. And by neutral pass rate, I mean when the game is within seven points. Either way, under Kingsbury, the Cardinals had a 57% neutral pass rate. So that's a huge, huge difference. Uh, we're not going to get anything close to what we had in Washington next year. Danny, one thing on the run game stats, some people pointed out, you know, that was Kyler Murray scrambling, but yeah. he always graded out really well in run game, EPA in Arizona, and was totally contrary to his reputation where they pretty much always designed a nice rushing attack in Arizona and right. were so painfully horizontal um, in the passing game. And Lawrence, the passing game with Cliff Kingsbury, him going to Washington, him backing out of the Raiders deal yeah. has led to speculation that it might mean Washington thinks they're getting Caleb Williams uh, whom Cliff Kingsbury worked with last year at USC. Do you have any thoughts, yeah. opinions on this? Is yeah, this just total rumor mongering? Yeah, and it look, you know, it looks fairly obvious too, especially when Caleb Williams congratulated him as if he's, you know, not allowed to do that <laughs> for somebody he knows and has worked with. Because now that means, look, look, the the reality of it is, is that the Commanders are going to have to give up a haul to get to that number one pick. Uh, you know, so. It's like when Kingsbury uh, interviewed with the Bears. It was like, uh-oh, Justin Fields definitely gone now. They're right. going to go with K.O. So you expect that uh, to be happening right now. I feel like they would be trying to get that number one pick anyway if they're, you know, if they're sold on Caleb Williams as the top quarterback, which mostly everyone is uh, in this situation. It does align perfectly. Um, so we'll see what happens. But like you said, Denny, uh Regardless if it's Caleb Williams or any, regardless of who it is, you don't want to be throwing the ball uh, 40 plus times a game. It's not going to lead to winning football. Right. It leads to you're trying to come from behind right. uh, football. So, uh, from a fantasy perspective, and Sam Howell was pretty good from a fantasy perspective. So, you shouldn't expect that, as you guys alluded to, via what Kingsbury could bring from a rushing standpoint. But overall, yes, it does look good on paper for the commanders and uh, Kayla Williams, but the trade has to be made first. Well, d- does the trade have to be made? Is there any steam for Drake May going number one? Has that I mean, been a rumor? It's early. Yeah. I, I do think that at some point in the process there will be questions about who's going to go number one. The, it, the reporters will get bored. There will be an entire cycle. Like, is Drake May going number one overall? I mean, it, you know, it could be on-field stuff. It could be the way that Kayla Williams was used. Apparently, you know, he was misused in, in college. Lots of, like, checkdowns. Lots of, like, screen wide receiver screen screens like just horrible lincoln riley designs. was tilting hard you know, okay you, know, you don't like them screens no, huh? no. It's, it's terrible terrible i mean the screens just throw throw them out of the playbook completely uh, uh so so i do th- i do think and it you know it could, could be uh you know emotional maturity whatever whatever talk that you want to get into with whatever dumb euphemisms they use yes and so I, I do think that that will come up i don't i don't think that it'll knock caleb williams out of that number one spot though Lawrence made an interesting point. Like when Cliff interviewed with the Bears, like, well, Justin Fields is gone. Right. Uh, like, uh, and Cliff, now you don't hear it. Now it's yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Cliff, <laughs> Cliff, for some reason, promote, prompts like really, really strong feelings. Like, well, it's over for this guy. It's on for this guy. Would have been like, interesting to see if Kingsbury ended up on the Chiefs. Oh, Caleb Williams going to the Chiefs. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't, know, didn't think they'd trade Mahomes. You mentioned the term horizontal raid. Oh, and yeah. for folks who are not familiar, it's, uh, you know, Basically, that Cliff Kingsbury's offense has a lot of throwing to the sideline and not a lot of downfield stuff. I have some numbers, if I can share it with the folks real quick, on Kyler Murray's 
uh, downfield throwing with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury as his, as his play caller. So in 2019, K, uh, Kyler was 23rd in downfield uh, uh, throw rate, okay? Tw- he was 20th in 2020. He was 5th in 2021, and then he was back to 20th in 2022. It, he's uh, maybe capable of it, but he was not asked to do that at all. So I think that we're going to have to adjust expectations for whoever is p- catching passes for Washington this year. It could be. It could actually be good for fantasy wise for like a guy like Terry McLaurin. He could get some easy stuff rather than everything downfield. I'll, I'll just say the final yeah. word for me on Cliff is that maybe it was maybe it was Kyler was the reason it was horizontal, maybe. and maybe it wasn't Cliff, and maybe we still don't really know the true NFL Cliff. Yeah. Because yeah. It, like where does Kyler end and Cliff begin? Because we we blamed it's, it's Cliff. A good question. And then last year, it's not like, like Kyler was suddenly thrown down the field a lot coming back from the tornado. Cliff Kingsbury is like a tongue twister. If you say it like three I, I, fast, I can't say it. Just say no, it. Don't three, say it. I, Cliff I Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. So a, it, listen, it just for I don't yeah, and right, I don't know if this is a Kyler stat or if this is a Kingsbury system stat, but in 2022, which is the last year that Kingsbury was the coach in, in Arizona, uh, uh, Kyler was graded by Pro Football Focus 35th out of 36 qualifying quarterbacks backs in downfield attempts. Okay, like like the, he was the absolute bottom barrel kind of down downfield thrower. So I I think that we have to remember that whoever's throwing passes for Washington next year probably not going to get a lot of downfield uh, attempts. You know, why would they go downfield when they have just two amazing young receivers and Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson? Why would you do that you, when you can make the system work? The system yeah. cannot be failed. It can only be failed. And it can be failed. Uh, of course, the Cliff, we can't talk about Cliff without talking about the Raiders where it seemed like, at least the insiders, the gang of insiders, like he's going to the Raiders. And then he just did not go to the Raiders at all, like whatsoever. They pivoted very quickly to Luke Getze. Speaking of Justin Fields, he was Justin Fields' offensive coordinator. There was a lot of Luke Getze didn't unlock Justin Fields, but it's also like how much of that's the coordinator, how much of that is Justin Fields, a young quarterback who still takes too many sacks. Um, but they didn't run enough with Justin Fields. And uh, What do we think about Luke Getze to the, with the Raiders? We don't know if Aiden O'Connell's made the quarterback. Uh, yeah. What do we think about Luke Getze to the Raiders? Yeah, well, so this is one thing for sure. Um, Justin Fields probably won't be going there. No. That was one of the teams (laughs) that they brought up. Uh, If Justin Fields is potentially traded, I don't really see that happening now because the point was to get the two away from each other to see if uh, they could flourish. But, uh, you know, maybe Luke Getze possibly needs just a different type of quarterback. Um, There were times where Luke Getze would get into using Justin Fields uh, and using him in design runs, but he would quickly uh, get back. It it was was inconsistent. It It was was so inconsistent. It was like we let him know he did it for a little bit. It helped the passing game. Um, they he he had incredible a consecutive streak of three games where he threw for three touchdowns. He had that nice little stretch, yeah. um, but then you take away the uh, the design runs, and it's uh, you know it it becomes harder to throw the ball. Um, but on, on the Raiders, it's just so many more questions than you know. It, it's a new team. It's mm-hmm. a young team. Um, but they got the head coach. Uh, the players love him, so they just had to go from there with it and see what the quarterback situation is like. Danny, do you have any strong thoughts on Luke Getze? He was very a very conservative, run-first play caller in Chicago, and I, I don't know if that was dictated by personnel, dictated by Justin Fields, whatever it was. 
I think just you know kind of file that in the back of your mind as to how the Raiders might operate this year. I I'm not going to say anything negative about Devontae Adams because he overcomes all obstacles and always produces. He would also favorite this tweet. And, and, yes, yeah. and so I, we love you, Devontae. You're not going. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing bad's going to happen. You know, it gets easier, coordinator. But I, I do tend to think as of February, whatever fifth. I don't know. Uh, well, it's hard to say. There's no way to find out the date. I can't look at my computer right, right now. now and see, it says Feb five. <laughs> it is the fifth. Uh, uh, that I, I do. I do tend to think that uh, they will be run heavy. So much coordinator talk. We're finally, though, almost at the end of this coaching cycle. Uh, we don't have an official hire yet. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, there will be an official hire in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Uh, but the, Denny has talked a lot about Jim Harbaugh and his run-first ways and his conservative offense. They've hired Greg Roman for, at least we know, a prominent role in offense. Yeah. Has been confirmed as offensive coordinator. Is this the end of days for Justin Herbert if Greg Roman Mr. Run Game uh, uh, is in I don't LA. think it's the end for him. He, he'll just play – he should be able to play more efficient football. That's been proven whatever, wherever Jim Harbaugh has went, no matter what level, college or pro, they, they, want, him, they want him to win. That's the first thing they're going to do. And sometimes you have to take the ball out the quarterback hands, and it sounds bad when you say that, but if you look at the Bills, when they went on the win streak to – in the season, they did just that. They got better at the run game. Josh Allen was throwing less. He started turning the ball over less, and they were winning games. You could see that sort of thing happening for Justin Herbert. You got to think, for two straight years, this dude averaged over 40 passing attempts a game. So, again, that's not in their record reflected that. You don't really, you could still get good fantasy numbers if you just look at Dak's rookie year. Like, you don't have to throw it that, just be efficient. And that's what Harbaugh, uh, that's what he's going to bring. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talked last week about how, how inefficient Justin Herbert has been as a volume passer. I guess it's worth a try. To, to to you know install a, a very run first system and and go from there and hope hopefully he's as efficient as like Andrew Luck was under Jim Harbaugh we talked about that as well last week uh, I I do I do think you know Greg Roman I don't know why they're pretending he's not going to be the OC I, I, I don't under I don't understand <laughs> what what is, what is he going to do what is he, uh, it might be some, honestly it legitimately might seem like legal or HR thing that okay, they're trying okay. to get it sorted out all right well that ma- that makes sense I hadn't thought of that but I, I I do expect him to be probably calling plays and anywhere where Greg Roman has called plays it's always been pass heavy or it could I mean, be run like, heavy run heavy like sorry title <laughs> shenanigans yeah. where. They like don't want like the negative press, yes, like, the perception. Well. He's he's a senior offensive analyst, and like some like guys like thirty two is the offensive coordinator. That's but then every deal. Sunday you see Greg Roman just staring at a play sheet, and sure it looks like he's uh, calling the plays, and they just ran and they'll deny nine it plays in a row. Yeah. because because Greg, you trying I mean, to say he ordering off a menu or something? <laughs> <laughs> Greg saying? Roman has really got to make up his mind on what he's getting for dinner. Greg, Greg Roman, I mean Greg Roman has, I mean the end of his time in Baltimore was disastrous. It was I mean, it, it, it it got stale. It, of his time yeah. in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson was like, uh, it would be nice if the other team didn't know our plays. Yeah, uh, every We weren't play. calling out our plays. Yeah. And uh, so, Denny, by the way, you were trying with Kevin Clark. You were, was this on air, off air? You were trying to like get it. Maybe they'll trade Justin Herbert. I, Are you, you afraid know, to say this look, on air? I, I, I'll, I'll say it. Based on what yeah. Jim Harbaugh said, he said J.J. McCarthy should be the first quarterback off oof, the board. Oof. 
I mean, look. I can guarantee you J.J. McCarthy will be there at number five. <laughs> he <Yeah>. will be. <laughs> he will so, be. Yeah. So, you, I mean, Jim Harbaugh should put his uh, money where his mouth is, oh, I guess, stop, on, stop. on on that. It's day I, one. I, it's it just, day one look, of a, a five-day week down here. It just me. makes me think. It's just I've heard Jim Harbaugh talk about Justin Herbert over the past week, and he's like, yeah, he's a quarterback. He's he, in the he is doing the he's on you our know, team thing. Hey, but we, he he would he believes he, in him. He, he has he nice don't hair. Take this job, that, you I know. Think, I think Lawrence is right. Yeah, he, he has that, hair. That's just nice, Jim nice Harbaugh hair. being Jim Harbaugh. Like, I don't know, guys. I, I feel like Jim Harbaugh. I wouldn't cool say it's a zero percent chance. Right, but thank God, I want zero zero percent chance. Uh, I just I, I feel like with Greg Roman, they'll be like, let's get a dual dual threat quarterback and run, we're running it all the way back to the 49ers days. Herbert could be a dual threat quarterback. He just chooses not to do. I that. know he's so he's he very, very athletic. He's, he he's, like, he's like a house too. Uh, but the odds that we don't talk about the about this again this week are literally 0.0%. So stay tuned to more of the Rotor Football Show as the week goes on. We're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh. We're going to talk about the Chargers. We have some amazing interviews scheduled. Things are always subject to change on Radio Row, but Brees Hall, Quincy Williams from the Jets, Puka Nakua Puka. from the Rams, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase from the Bengals. It's going to be awesome stuff, so stay with us all week. Check out Lawrence and all of our properties. Check out Denny on the Rotor Football Show. Check out me on the Rotor Football Show. Rotorola football show. I can't speak. Um, thank you to Kevin Clark. Thank you to Lawrence Jackson. We'll be back later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 